World Hijab Day is observing the veil based on my choice or your opinion. You are listening to the audio version of the article published by the Review of Religions. This article was written by Munavara Gori and published on the 1st of February 2021. If you ask any practicing Muslim woman in Britain what subject most strangers broach with her, I am convinced that she will respond my hijab or my parda, veil. The questions which such women, including myself, are invariably asked by perplexed voices are, why do you cover your head? Has your family forced you to wear that? Don't you get hot? Personally, I feel the constant rebuttals and reassurances to acquaintances can become tedious, attempting to convince others that what we wear is something we happily choose. If we have no issue with our dress choices, then why should others? The veil or hijab is not a problem for most Muslim women, even if others insist it is. The whole controversy of the hows and the whys of this Islamic teaching revolves around just a handful of verses of the 6,000 plus verses of the Holy Quran. The practice of the veil is just one over 700 commandments. Noah's Ark, Ruhani Huzayn, volume 19, page 26 to 27. In the Holy Quran, that Muslim woman endeavor to follow. So, for a lot of us, the veil is only one aspect of many of a coherent faith that structures our daily lives from the mandatory daily worship to the acts of charity and the observing of fasts. In chapter 24 of the Holy Quran, Muslim women are told to restrain their looks as indeed are men, when in contact with the opposite sex who are not immediate family. Women are also guided not to exhibit their beauty publicly and that they draw their head coverings over their bosoms. The Holy Quran, chapter 24, verse 32. Then, in chapter 33, verse 60, believing women are directed to pull down their outer garments from their heads over their faces. It is worth pointing out that the Holy Quran does not specify the exact style of clothing a Muslim lady should don, and indeed this varies amongst the global Muslim population of 1.8 billion. Avid globetrotters have witnessed the black following abayas of Arab women, the Karadung of Malaysia, the Buibui of East Africa, and the Niqab of Pakistan. The choice of style is personal and can fluctuate as do the ages, lifestyles, and environments that Muslim women experience. My sister and I both observe the veil, but our journeys to this path were different. I began following the Islamic injunction a little later in life, perhaps as a consequence of never having lived in a Muslim-majority country like her. Islam is often falsely perceived as a religion synonymous with extremism and rigidity, although its principles encourage adopting the middle ground. For example, although divorce is discouraged in Islam, it is still permitted. The Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 228. And whilst the flesh of swine is prohibited, it is allowed if one is driven by necessity. The Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 174. Additionally, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, of Islam, taught, Make religion easy for others to follow. Do not make it difficult. Similarly, present religion in a pleasing manner. Muslim. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, also expressed two observations which I think captured the essence of Islam. Moderation is half of happiness, and anything which brings you peace of mind and contentment of heart is good. Anything which disturbs the mind and troubles the heart is sinful. Such teachings illustrate that there is a degree of flexibility, intuition, and personal judgment in Islam. This means that when it comes to the injunction of observing the veil and dressing modestly, every woman has the choice of the style and manner of dress which she chooses to adopt whilst adhering to this commandment. If more non-Muslims understood this concept, it might change British attitudes towards the veil and the perception of it as a problematic and incongruous in modern society. 
Sadly, in a YouGov poll of 2015, 57% of the British public supported a ban on the wearing of the burqa in the UK. That's an incredibly disappointing statistic for a British Muslim like myself, a woman who values both her faith and her country. It is such attitudes that have led to publicized cases of Muslim schoolgirls being sent home over the past few years for hijabs or skirt lengths that flout school rules as opposed to smoking or insurrection. It is interesting that it is not only Muslims that feel that there may be a greater bias against Muslim pupils in the British education system. Jessica Shepard of The Guardian in 2007 was to note that the guidelines in schools regarding uniforms were according to educationalists, at best ambiguous and at worst actually increased tensions between religious groups in the classroom. She elaborated that while schools were guided to act reasonably in accommodating religious requirements, the needs of safety, security, and effective teaching and learning must always be paramount, and these may supersede individual requests under the terms of the Human Rights Act. Shepard cited Dr. Diane Gerluk, recently an associate dean at the University of Calgary and author of Symbolic Clothing in Schools, Bloomsbury, 2008. Gerluk felt that the government sent mixed messages on whether schools should allow children to wear religious symbols and dress. On one hand, schools were guided to encourage diversity, whilst on the other hand, they were told to foster Britishness. She concluded, England is unfairly prejudiced against pupils wearing Muslim or secular symbols such as make poverty history bands and more lenient towards those who wear Christian and Jewish symbols. In the same article, Professor Mark Halstead, head of the Department for Community and International Education at the University of Huddersfield stated, It is often implied that girls and women are forced to wear the veil or other clothing that envelops the body by their fathers, male relatives, or by the old men at the mosque. My own research suggests that largely this is not the case. Muslim girls normally make an autonomous decision to wear the hijab. Many Muslims would concur with Halstead's observations. The founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in the 19th century of India, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, peace be upon him, was to explain, In the current day, objections are raised against the veil. However, people do not realize that the Islamic veil is no prison. It is only a barrier which prevents free mixing of men and women. Malfuzat, Islam, International Publications, 2018, page 33. Furthermore, the current worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad, may Allah be his helper, an ongoing ambassador for peace, powerfully forewarned in 2010 at the community's peace symposium that the escalating support for banning the veil across Europe could create problems of far greater magnitude. Over the past few years, the hijab, or veil, has been made an issue in Europe. Following on from France, politicians in other European countries and for their own political motives are issuing statements supporting a ban and this is becoming a means of enduring the sentiments of Muslim. Whenever I have reflected on this matter, I have never been able to understand what the problem with the veil is that it has become such a threat to government. It is such a heinous crime to wear a coat and cover one's head and chin with a piece of cloth that an entire parliament should sit to pass a law against it? Should legislation be passed against Christian and Jewish ladies who also adopt religious attire? If bans are imposed against the Muslims, then Muslim countries may impose restrictions on some forms of Western dress in response. This issue 
has the potential to snowball and it will affect the peace of the world. His Holiness, may Allah be his helper, continued in the same address that it is perfectly reasonable to accept Muslim women to remove any coverings if governing authorities require to verify their identities. So the veil is not a problem for the majority of Muslims. However, it could become a problem for humanity if this personal right, and indeed human right, of 1998 is not upheld.